fellow tax evaders. Welcome to the Tax Evasion Podcast. Why are we evading taxes again? Because uh, we're better than the government. Are we? Yes. We're better than the government. Exactly. You can quote me on that. Put that on a t-shirt. We are better than the government, Trev, and it's just black text on a white shirt. <laughs> Done. Minimal effort achieved. You did go through t- look to go through one of those t-shirt websites. It'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, so I always I always attempt to do the uh, intro, and then uh, Georgie throws it off task. But you know what? Do you want to do it? The intro? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the World of Peanut Butter Podcast. I'm Dakota, and the other person with me is... Uh, I'm Georgie. Trev. It's Trev. Yeah, I'm I'm Trevor. Hello. And the only reason that I am actually putting any effort into this intro is because Georgie's not here. And it's purely out of spite, because he's (laughs) on my side. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's on your side. Okay. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I see how it is. Georgie's taking a little vacay. Props to him. Um, Vacations are nice. There was no episode last week because... You want to... I, I suppose I should say it, huh? Yeah. All right, well, last week was a little weird. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just you. Really? Yeah, Georgie <laughs> forgot too. Oh, my God. All right, <laughs> to be fair, in both of our cases, it was a weird week. It was. We had several days off because of uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving. Okay. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot where we were. Uh, like what time it was. Yeah, Thanksgiving was eight days ago. Yes. For, so uh, last okay. week. So um, I am sitting at dinner with my parents. We're out at a restaurant, and I get a message on my phone. And I realize it's seven thirty. And it's Coda going, you guys got an ETA. <laughs> yep. I am at dinner. Oh, no. I panic a little bit because uh, I can't believe I forgot it. This That was the first time I had ever forgotten it, too. Yeah, to be fair, when it happened and you said you forgot, I was like, well, you had a damn good track record, sir, considering, yeah. you know, your, your so- tendency to forget. I'm so sad. Yeah, I forget everything, but this was the only thing I had never forgotten. So now I had forgotten it. <laughs> Amen. But here, we're back. We're uh we're back. In good company. In good graces. In good graces. Yes. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. That's right, and don't you forget it. Yeah, hell yeah. Hopefully those balls have peanut butter in them. <laughs> All right, so I have no response to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have a response to that. There is something that I wanted to discuss that kind of made me just like boot it up and be like, you know, we should we should record this. I was thinking about yeah. it today actually when you mentioned it. So, um, do you want to talk about your what you said to make me say it, or you wanna, I'll let you start? You let me start. Yeah, I totally haven't forgotten the conversation. So yeah, uh, you go ahead. <laughs> so. I was talking about, you know, paying attention and stuff, and Trev mentioned, you know, he has a reason, or he has an excuse for why he doesn't pay attention to things. Yes. And um, 
well, that excuse isn't an excuse. It's a reason. And I was it's my, <laughs> it's my government issued excuse. It's this government issued excuse, or otherwise known as a reason. My I, horrible case of ADD. I've found that society and people in general, like of course not all societies and of course not all people, but many people throughout my life have always labeled so many things as an excuse when it's a reason. It's yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, um, when you like, especially in school, when they're like, "What was your excuse for not like?" showing up this day or not doing this assignment well the reason i didn't do the assignment is because i couldn't get it to load on my computer and then it couldn't you know work on the school computer in time you know that, that's a reason and yeah. oh that's an excuse y no which makes no sense it like what make, am i gonna do well i i literally couldn't do it so there's a reason that i couldn't do it an excuse would be i'm sorry i forgot <laughs> that's yes. an excuse because I'm asking to be or, excused, or yeah, but the, like me physically or literally not being able to do something is a reason I can't do it. The word excuse has been just so deformed over uh, the history of it. Mm -hmm. It's just sad. Yeah, it it it's fucking terrible. I'm trying to think of another good example. Of like excuses, oh, like people labeling reasons excuses. They do it a lot with mental illness. Oh, for sure. I'm not gonna lie. They do it a lot. Now, as far as I'm aware, I don't have any mental illness issues. I don't think I show any symptoms. Be nice. Of any... uh, <laughs> what? Must be nice. Well, I'm still an <laughs> asshole who sucks at paying attention sometimes, and you know, bangs my head because I'm a clumsy oaf. Like, I'm not a perfect human being. But I don't think I have anything in terms of mental illness, but I've seen it and witnessed it many times where, you know, someone's struggling with something. They're like, why the hell can't you do that? And then they're like, like, what's your excuse for this? And they're like, well, I have this mental issue. And they're like, oh, and they still make fun of them for it in some cases, which is wrong. But at the yeah. same time, that is literally a reason they are struggling. It's not that they suck at doing that thing. It's just that it's harder for them to do that thing than it is these for you people, to do it. People don't want these things. They're not cool or quirky. A much Unlike most internet influencers would try to make it so. Oh my god. Why is mental illness like deemed like a quirky, cool thing? It's cool and quirky. Uh, I don't even, you know, I don't even consider. I have, uh, I have really bad ADD. I was, I've had it for a very long time. I do not consider it like in my own personal. I know it is. But in my mind, like, whenever I view myself, I don't view it as that, as, like, a mental illness. It's crazy. I, because I, I think of, uh, I consider myself just, like, it's a bad thing. It's been brought on by just, like, society. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot something. It's something hmm. I forget sometimes. As a kid, I was told that I was dyslexic. And, like, I didn't, I... Like my, I don't have like it's labeled a learning disability, like dyslexia. My problem with it isn't like because it's with reading. It's like yeah. my I have an issue with sentences flipping, or when reading a book, I can get stuck reading the same sentence over and over and over again for several minutes, and I just have to put the book down because I can't read past that sentence because it keeps reading wrong, or I just get stuck there and fixated on it. That's why I don't really yeah. read books very often. Yeah. But I, I often forget that, you know, 
I have like some mild form of dyslexia because yeah, exactly it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me in my everyday life and I don't read very often anymore mostly because of it so earlier when I said I don't really have any mental illness it's because that just isn't a thing I think about anymore that's of- exactly what I'm talking about like when people talk about them mm-hmm. they've gotten it to the point where we think of like uh the most the most extreme ones we don't think of our own problems as uh even though that's what we have mm-hmm. it's just crazy how things can only be extreme oh yeah things can only be extreme i have like the most mild form of dyslexia literally just i read a sentence wrong 5 times but still it should be it still should be considered i yeah I suppose it, it's really difficult to read a book. Yeah, like I have to be really focused to read bricks of text. It's like mentally exhausting. <laughs> For me, it's mentally exhausting just doing Trying anything. To pay attention. <laughs> yeah, Lucille gets so mad at me for it. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. She doesn't know. get mad at me for it, but it's <laughs> and you gotta lay off she... that white sauce. Hey, 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 hey! That's uh, that's something for another time. Okay, just thought I'd mention <laughs> that. I hate you. I hate you so much. But that's all that. Yeah, like I said, that's something for another time. White sauce is good. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm trying to remember uh one of the topics I was wanting to talk about mm-hmm. a moment ago. So, if you could stall for me, that would be fantastic. You want me to stall for you? You can stall or start a conversation. That'd be um, even greater. What's a good conversation starter? I mentioned this before, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast. Do hmm. you know how ancient ancient Greece is to us? Is how ancient ancient Egypt was to ancient Greece? What? <laughs> you, you You follow? Ancient, I think so. Ancient Greece was 2,000 to 3,000 years ago. Ancient oh. Egypt was 4,000 to like 7,000 years ago. I never thought about that. By the time King Tut was born, the Great Pyramids were already 1,000 years old. That's crazy. I think that, that makes sense as to why we uh, see... Uh, That was like one closer than the other. Have you ever thought about that? One does feel like way closer than the other. Like one is completely entranced in myth while the other one seems more realistic. Which one seems more realistic to you? The pyramids. No, no, not the pyramids. The pyramids is the one that seems less realistic. It seems less realistic. I saw, yeah. I saw a, uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, but I saw a documentary talking about how some of the bricks used to make the Great Pyramids could be made out of simple forms of concrete. Really? So, so here's the thing. Hold on one second now. I'll finish what I was saying. I yes, have to yes. mentally do two things at once briefly. That thing that's always great to do at the end of the day when you're really tired. Uh, Take off your socks. Oh my god, taking off your socks is the most liberating feeling in the world after a long I know, time. right? 
Oh, yeah. Especially when you got to wear, like, the big dress socks. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But as I was... Okay, back to the simple concrete. Yes, yes, yes. So, this guy was studying the the pyramids and let me see if i can find like his name or an article relating to this and he found that one of the one of the pyramids of giza was two different kinds of stone at the same time you oh know? like so like combined them together so they were combined but they were not pushed together like they formed together but that's not natural so yeah he looked at tools and materials that ancient egyptians may have had six seven thousand years ago and looked at all of the resources that were plentiful around them clay stone sandstone um there's another one marble stuff like that and stuff available and where stuff they were widely available where they were and they had plenty of water and he was conducting experiments with all these things and he found out how to make a simple form of concrete limestone was another big one sorry limestone is a good like mixing ground limestone is like the main stone it looks like they use yeah and there's a whole there's a bunch of articles talking about i just looked it up of the pyramids being made out of concrete so the idea is all of the foundation stones are real stones, like the ones deep within the pyramid. Right. But most of the stones that were carried up to create like the great heights and the great widths of these pyramids, they think what they did was they created giant wooden frames and poured frames of a block and poured this simple concrete into these giant frames, let them set and harden, and then they just do it again on top of that one. That might actually explain as to why uh, they are perfect squares the way they are. Or not perfect, no, like really good squares. Yeah, they're like really, they, they're they like really well made. And they're amazingly well made. They've existed for six, seven thousand years, you know? So be, for, forming it like concrete makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple, sturdy concrete. Now, a lot of people try to argue against this and say all the blocks are pure limestone, and they like to, like, a lot of different, there's an argument and debate about it. A lot of people who people do. try to say that, you know, the limestone is all pure limestone, and they were all dragged there and put there by an army of slaves. But it kind of makes more sense to me that they use the army of slaves to create the concrete blocks because you still would require an intense amount of manpower. And it also explains why there wasn't as much infrastructure made for transporting the blocks to the building side of the pyramids of Giza. Plus, plus all those stones are like, they're really heavy. Yeah, each one is like two or three tons. Something yeah, like and they're that. perfectly they would be have to be perfectly cut with something that we can't even replicate today. Well, yeah. But all the foundation stones are one hundred percent pure limestone. So there was some sort of infrastructure in place to transport those blocks of limestone yes. from the dig site to the uh construction site. But they can't really find the infrastructure or as I say, like the paths they would have taken the limestone down to get there probably because there's not nearly as much limestone that was transported in large bulk blocks like that as we previously thought. Right. Which 
basically makes it more likely that a smaller form of infrastructure would have faded to the uh, loss of time, you know? That's another thing that, like, also I also think about, because people claim that humanity gets smarter and smarter as we go. I mean... No, we've always been really smart. We've always been really smart. Humans, like, modern humans have always been highly intelligent creatures and able to figure things out relatively quickly. Like the modern human has existed for 15 to 20,000 years. Very long time. Yeah. Something like that. A very long time. And 7,000 years ago, 13,000 years after they came about, they were making pyramids. doesn't seem that crazy when you think about 13,000 years of existing and figuring things out. Right. Yeah. And you already have like giant, like government and, Brought things brought together, not probably not government, but leadership and like. So, do you know how ancient Sumeria is? I do not. Sumeria is one of the oldest civilizations from the Fertile Crescent, where they believe the first civilizations are from. Okay, that's where cuneiform comes from. Like I'm talking that old, but the thing is, ancient Egypt could be just as old, if not older, than Sumeria. We talking old, old. We talking old, old, old. old. Egypt was around for a very, very long time. It was one of the most powerful civilizations for thousands of years. Thousands of years that most people don't really learn about or think about. Um, It's just crazy that they were around for as long as they were. Another thing, they found evidence that King Tut's head was um, artificially... What's the word I'm looking for? Preserved? Not preserved. It was artificially sculpted. What's the f- like artificially formed to have a completely flat top of his head? Oh, head binding. That's what it's called. There's evidence of head binding on King Tut's skull. Do you know what head binding is? I do not. So when babies are born, they have really soft heads because the skull yes. is made up of several different bones that are loosely connected with these tendons and stuff, and it's complicated. But People found out thousands and thousands of years ago, and some cultures still do it today, that if you start wrapping the baby's head tightly in different ways, you can get the baby's head to grow in different shapes. There are conehead tribes in some other countries and stuff that are really extreme with it. And they've found that as long as the volume of the head is not hindered and the volume of space inside the skull isn't decreased around the brain then there is no adverse medical effects from doing this as far as we know so this was a thing that a lot of ancient civilizations did now they found evidence of king tut having his head mildly bound so creating a flat head to make him look different if you look at a lot of ancient egyptian artwork and hieroglyphs and stuff you can see that the pharaohs had flat or sort of cone-shaped heads Interesting. But they never talk about it in the hieroglyphs. And another theory for that is they wanted only the royal family to do it. So it was something that may have been conducted in secret and never talked about because it was a thing done to make the royal families of Egypt seem more godly than mortal. To make that them makes look sense. different. It's just they want to be unique and quirky. It gives them so power. So they have, they have flatheads now. <laughs> It, give, it gives them power. Yeah. You know? 
That was how oh. people learned to control other people. They made themselves like gods. Powerful. That's crazy. Yeah. Bro, humanity is just like the weird what's just the weirdest thing. Humanity is the weirdest thing. I'm going to show you I'm going to send you a picture of how crazy head binding can get. Okay. And don't you freak said, out. you are you, I mean, you already said uh, Coneheads, so I'm, I'm yeah. a little freaked out. That is not a computer-generated image. That is the image of someone's skull. And that, that oh, is my their, God. That is their head. Um, yeah, that's pretty intense. More extreme in the past. Uh, I'm going to send you some more. You can look up head binding to see the people listening, just to see how extreme people get with it. And, like, that's an infant. Um I feel like that would be painful. It isn't. That's crazy. Because it's subtle, like, squeezing of the skull to slowly mm. force it to do that. And then as the baby grows up, their skull fuses and just retains the shape it was headbound into. Glad we don't do that now. I wouldn't want weird shaped head. Some, civil uh, some cultures still do in some parts of the world. Huh. I'm gonna send you a. So I'm gonna send you something of King Tut's skull, and just look like it's a side view. It's a profile of King Tut's skull. Look at the top of his head. Oh, sure enough, it's flat. It's completely flat. Interesting. You know, you add that. That brings up something, though. So you know how uh, people would find skulls of like human-like things a that lot. Is, that's a recreation of King Tut, by the way. Oh, ba based on his skull. That is what he's it, got. That he's got that Tyler one dent. Yeah, that is the result of the head binding to make him look less mortal. But as you were saying, that uh, just occurred to me. Maybe like. Uh, uh, that's where uh, people thinking they find alien skulls so often because mm -hmm. they'll see like the, the uh, one of those bound uh, skulls mm -hmm. and it's so strange they'd think it's alien. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's completely human. Um, I was like, people are like, how did humans figure out how to do this? They're like, aliens must have taught humans how to do this. And... Uh, the theory from the people that are researching it now oh, you can google all of this um, yeah I'm not like spouting bullshit here unless like you do believe in aliens and aliens came down I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong but <laughs> specialists believe like people who research head binding in the history of it that it probably came from baby restraints early baby restraints ideas and there were probably an ancient civilization where they strapped like, you know, baby carriers, when you strap a baby yeah. to you, maybe one of just them... Just something that happened. Yeah, it's something that they accidentally figured out, like strapping the baby's head closely to their back or to their chest. They've realized that over time, the shape of their baby's head changed. And, you know, as things happen, it probably became a trend. Yep. It, of course, became a trend because, oh no, that baby looks different than my baby. My baby has to look like that baby. Or my uh, my child my child needs to be different. Or my child needs to be different. Or kill that baby. It looks different. Like humans are like very dichotomous in that way. Yeah, it's like once again goes back to the always has to be the extreme. Mm -hmm. It's either 
all of us look like this or kill everyone that looks like this. <laughs> like yeah. ancient humans were that way. But that's that's the thing. So if you've seen like the crystal skulls and stuff and like the they the elongated back of the skull, that's not aliens. No Just, that's head binding. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And humans did this for thousands of years. Literally thousands of years. It got really, really extreme. Yeah, uh, showing from what you just showed me, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that is mild, what I've sent you, <laughs> like, of what they've been able to achieve with headbinding. Man, I wonder what extremes, like, what, how do you think someone has literally looked like, uh, I, I've never seen this, this is like an old movie or something, I'm not sure, it might, I think it's a comedy, literally called The Coneheads? I've seen that, yeah, it, it's funny. I don't know if it ever became that extreme, but I'm going to send you a skull of just like some extreme cone headage going on with head binding. Like that is an ancient human skull. Oh my God. That is how extreme it could get. Like straight up your head That's... comes back like eight inches behind you. You think you'd ever want that? No. <laughs> what? You don't want to? You don't want to get a fancy head? No, I don't want to get a fancy head. Here's an oh, illustration lame. of ancient head binding apparatus. They would do this to infants to make their heads look like this. This is what King Tut was put through as a kid. Oh, that's just lovely. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I just gone off on a rant about ancient Egypt and how weird and fascinating it is. Sorry. Ooh. You know, that's all right though. Mhm. I'm going to send you an image. I'm sorry that we're a, a podcast and I'm just sending images to you. That's just example of different <laughs> headbinding around the world. Um Oh my god, that that middle one literally looks like Megamind. It does. And that was a human's head at one point in time. It's just oh, no it's just crazy that this is something humans discovered and were doing for an extended period of time. And it's like Egypt, one of the most powerful civilizations of the earliest of modern human history that we have. And they never wrote down anything about headbinding in ancient Egypt because it was like a secret that the pharaohs were doing it. Pharaohs written down somewhere, but probably never made it out. Oh, let me, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to have you guess something real quick. Okay. Do you know anything about ancient Egypt history and stuff? Not really. So, do you think Cleopatra was closer to the, uh, was m closer to us than early ancient Egypt or closer to early ancient Egypt than close to us? Historically speaking, in time. Historically speaking, in time. Was Cleopatra closer to us or closer to the earliest of ancient Egypt? The way you're phrasing it makes me think. I'm, I'm not sure. You're not sure? No. I'll give you a hint. Cleopatra was around at the same time as ancient Greece. Oh. Yes. Wait, yeah, that's right. She's closer to us. 
that is how old Egypt is. That is how old. Dude, history is weird. And like Samaria, let me look up Samaria. Like, how long ago was Samaria? Uh, three weeks at least. It was forty-five hundred BC. Technically, I was correct. You know, that is six thousand years ago, sixty-five hundred years ago. That's the same time as like the earliest of. Uh, I would know I was there. Yeah, you were there. You were obviously there. They describe it, just how old it is, they describe it as being in the late Neolithic era, lasting all the way up into the Bronze Age. The Neolithic era includes some pre-human species. Am I blowing your mind right now? You're You're hitting me with a lot of information here. Like, this is how long humans have been making civilizations. This is how long humans have been building cities. Six, seven thousand years. Yeah, uh, what I grew up with uh, wasn't too fond of teaching us these things, if you you might not know. So, yeah, some of these things I just don't know. And it's crazy that... They're, they want to teach you a lot of... Like, a lot of people say they hate history. That history is boring. Like, the depth of history is crazy. It's insane. Yeah. You just got to find... Because history covers everything. You just got to find the right kind of history. Yeah, you got to find out what interests you. What piques your interest. A lot of people like the Renaissance. A lot of people like... Med- a lot of people like medieval times. Medieval every times every 13-year-old boy is obsessed with the world wars. Yeah. I mean, I love history as a whole. Not to say that I'm different from anybody else, but it's something that I've always been fascinated by. And I'm just completely infatuated with, you know, prehistory especially. I love dinosaurs and prehistoric stuff. But humans being so... Modern humans being so old is a crazy concept. What's your uh, favorite part of history? My favorite favorite part of history that's different yeah history or prehistory anything anything what's your fate like what what could you just start talking about okay that is a loaded question yes it is that's why i asked it um when it comes to prehistory i'll break it up like this when it comes to prehistory I'm caught between the age of dinosaurs and the Cambrian explosion. And what is the Cambrian explosion? Here we go. You're about to learn some <laughs> shit, my friend. So, the Cambrian period was 541 million years ago. A little while ago. Yeah. Not so too long. The Cambrian explosion was like the first big boom of life that wasn't single-celled right the first predator the first apex predator was around in this era and it's something not too different from a shrimp and it was about four feet long and had the earliest kind of eyes terrible vision by the way it took them a oh long yeah it's, time the, it's like the first variation All eyes are complicated eyes are complicated and when i'm gonna send you a picture of 
creatures from the Cambrian era. The Cambrian explosion was like the first big race to that big Lagania arthropod is what eventually descended into things like uh, those trilobites are arthropods as well. Those descended into scorpions underneath the ocean, which evolved into insects and stuff later and other bugs and obviously sea scorpions and such. But jellyfish are some of the oldest known uh, jellyfish and arthropods and sponges are like the oldest known like multicellular creatures. There are others. Don't get me wrong. I don't know everything about prehistory. I'm not like an expert. But it's the first time in the history of life that oceans just became filled with creatures swimming and crawling around, not just being single-celled, you know? Is that what makes it, like, your favorite part? It's fascinating. I'm torn between the Cambrian explosion and dinosaurs. Because who dinosaurs are pretty cool. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? Who uh, doesn't love dinosaurs? There was also a time, and I believe it was the Triassic period, under the ocean, 60% of all ocean life was related to sharks. 60%? So 60%. A lot of a lot of things. A lot of sharks. <laughs> a lot of sharks. A lot of sharks. Better than spiders. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you know like alligators and crocodiles have not evolved for like no 60 million years um crocodiles especially haven't really evolved for 60 million years bro they're spooky they're they're really crocodiles are really aggressive they are they are the perfect eating machine yeah next to sharks Mm -hmm. so i think we're seeing a i think we're seeing a uh A pattern here. You're seeing a pattern here. Yeah, there are a little bit, a little bit of a pattern. Um, and they're finding that a lot of ocean creatures now. It's actually an interesting topic for scientists. A lot of ocean creatures are evolving into something similar to a crab because it just works. Do crabs work very well? It's just a species. Like it's, so you'll find a lot in evolution. I'm forgetting the names of things where creatures not related to each other that don't even oftentimes don't even exist at the same time will evolve into almost the same thing because it's just efficient because it's just a design of evolution that works um for instance uh the bear dog neither related to a bear or a dog i believe they're more closely related to sheep or something what in the world are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, so about fifty thousand years ago, not fifty thousand years ago, like a hundred thousand years ago. There's like a bunch of information that you're like making me remember. I'm just giving an example of similar evolution. There was something called the bear dog, like hundreds of thousands of years ago, before canines or felines existed. Okay. Basically. They call it a bear dog because it looks like a bear and a dog put together. But it goes oh, I'm seeing an illustration of it right now. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the rest of the pictures are just bears running with dogs, or yeah. dogs that look like bears. Yeah, but you these dogs do look very much like bears. <laughs> Apparently, they go extinct. He's big, fluffy, big four-legged furry predator. You get what I'm saying with a big mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those go extinct, and later on we have wolves and we have big cats. You get what I'm saying? 
yeah. evolution repeats itself a lot. Because they find something that's pretty efficient very often. Yeah, there is a design that works very often. Like fucking jellyfish. Yeah, those things are immortal. They work. It's, it, it works. They work at being immortal. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. You, you just find that a lot. But my favorite time in like human history, you see, what is your what 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 era of human history fascinates you? Well, mine seems a lot uh, not as cool compared to yours. Mine is just basic like uh, the German time of Germanic tribes, so like Vikings and stuff. Dude, that is incredibly fascinating. Oh yeah, it's awesome. There's a lot of really cool uh, info from that time. The- it also doesn't. It also helps a little bit that it's also the. Uh, <laughs> my uh culture it's your your ancestry and there's yeah no, there's nothing wrong with be fa- being fascinated something because you, partly because you're blood related to it that's that's a natural yeah. feeling um i don't know a whole hell of a lot about germanic tribes i know a little bit about celtic tribes which were yeah. neighboring to the germanic tribes that's all that's all interesting stuff you want you want to you want to give a little bit of blurbs about germanic tribes real quick Okay. Um, one of the big ones is actually big names of people. A lot of uh, info on uh, tribes and stuff has been, or uh, stories and stuff has been lost mm-hmm. uh, in you know recent years because you know it was a very long time ago. And the way that, uh, well, the Vikings kind of stored their information or their history and everything about them was through stories that they told each other. So you're not going to really see much in books. Right. Other than people, other than the little bits of people who talk to the Vikings mm-hmm. and learn their stories and wrote that down. So that's the most info that you're going to get. But uh, mm-hmm. the extents of things, stories that they wrote during the long winters uh, where the sun would just go away for literal, like, months at a time. Oh, yeah. They really, would, they, really up north? Oh, yeah, because they were up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would spend that time making stories up about, you know, the Norse gods and all their uh, adventures and everything. But once they really got into getting away and uh, uh, getting into actual raiding and living outside of their area, mm-hmm. there is one story of Harold uh, Bluetooth. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, he's the uh, uh, na- he created roots of uh, moving information around. Like uh, basically, he's like the mail carrier, sort of, in a very uh, basic sort of way. Is so the symbol for Bluetooth his symbol? Yeah. Like and they activity for your connecting to your car radio and stuff they named it after him uh and they used a symbol so every time you turn on bluetooth it's a little bit of danish culture have you ever heard of a viking named Derek the red of course of course you've heard of him man played the funniest prank on the world ever yes (laughs) this place is full of ice i'm gonna name it greenland place is full of green i'm naming iceland <laughs> and it just stuck for the rest of time and everyone's really pissed about it i love that so much um, you know just wanted to fuck with people that's that's life 
if I'm not mistaken, Eric the Red did fight with the Western Roman Empire at some point. Well, it was all they were all around at the same time, so they were. I'm just trying to remember. I I'm also trying to remember. Would just like watch documentaries and like read historic stuff, and I was just obsessed with everything history and dinosaurs and everything. But as you said, what kid doesn't obsess over dinosaurs? What, what kid doesn't obsess over dinosaurs? What is your favorite dinosaur? The um the flying one. Pterodactyl? The, yeah, the pterodactyl. Okay. Can you spell pterodactyl? It starts with a P. Pterodactyl. It does. Um, P-T-E-R-O-D-A-C-T-Y-L? You got it. Did I really? I think you did, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I, yeah, no, I knew that. Of course. Mm. See, I'm very confident in myself because, you know, I it's my favorite t- uh, dinosaur. Of course, I know a lot about it. Did you know uh, dinosaurs had uh, feathers? Actually, I was just about to talk about that. Okay. Now, this is something I've kept up with. Including... This is, this is actually recent, like, information. It is, but there's something even more recent that not all dinosaurs had feathers. Okay. Many of the larger ones probably didn't. Many of the smaller ones almost definitely did. Like your raptors and stuff were definitely colorful and had feathers and stuff. T-Rexes, less likely. So they they were probably more likely to have like the leathery reptile skin. A little bit, yes. Now... You've unleashed, like, a topic you don't even know I'm about to go off on, okay? Oh, God. What have I started? You've started something very, very serious. So, I'm gonna... All right, lay it on me. I'm gonna tell you about Sue the T-Rex. Oh, there's a... Uh, there's a I, I don't want to do that to the T-Rex. They're nice. No, and, and her name is Sue. Oh, okay. She is the largest and most complete T-Rex skeleton ever found. Ooh, okay. They found 90% of her bones. And, and it's her completely. It's not just what they put together. It's her. Entirely. That's it's her. And it was discovered by a female paleontologist, if I'm not mistaken. Now, Sue, there's an ex- a Sue exhibit that they've opened up at a few different museums. That includes a lifelike and life-size accurate depiction of our most modern interpretation of what Sue would have looked like based on 90% of her bone structure. There's also... What she looked like? I'm about to send you a picture. And she is a beautiful animal and she has the prettiest blue eyes I have ever fucking seen. So I will send you a picture of of Sue chomping down on something. Now you really want to be a caveman in like the dinosaur era, huh? I just think that a lot of animals are fascinating and amazing oh, wow. and cool. And I love animals, and I love dinosaurs and everything, and I love like accurate depictions of these creatures. Like she's fat, she's covered in yeah, she's chubby, she has lips, by the way. 
Take notes, Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. But dinosaurs probably had lips, you know? You know what she looks like? Hmm. Her head resembles a hippo a lot. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And her arms are a lot shorter than I thought they'd be. Like, I've always known the joke of, like, haha, dinosaurs have short uh, arms. T-Rexes but... had short arms. Well, yeah. But, like, that's even sh that's even shorter than any, yeah. like, any of the jokes I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But that is... They found 90% of her bone structure, and they analyzed it and everything, and this is probably what she looked like. There's a That's whole crazy cool. exhibit about her where there's even a room you can go in, and you can hear what her roar probably sounded like because they had enough of her bones together to figure out her voice box and vocal folds. Ooh. Is it is it like is it what it sounded like in the movies, or is it kind of no. lame? God no! It sounds. Does she look? Like do, they, do they like chirp or something? No, it is a very deep bellowing boom because their vocal folds are so long. Okay. Um, I want to go into that room and I want to hear it. Like there are frequencies of the roar that the human ear can't hear because they go so low. So then, what do you think it was for? something much bigger than them maybe there aren't very many creatures that existed on land that were bigger than the two gigantosaurus was one um obviously and that sounds like a godzilla villain yeah uh gigantosaurus is actually going to be in jurassic world dominion by the way oh really i i actually forgot for a minute that they were making another jurassic world mm -hmm. i'm gonna send you oh is it going to have Mario in it? Chris Pratt? Yeah. Oh, God. So here's an <laughs> illustration of a Gigantosaurus. I'm going to send you an illustration of that. Interesting looking creature, right? Very. Yeah. Um, versus T-Rex. I'm going to try and send you the size. Oh, here's a size chart that includes this fucking Spinosaurus. Okay. Um, I have a lot of gripes about people and Spinosaurus and everything I've learned. So there you go. There's how T-Rex fits in. Allosaurus is actually an ancestor to T-Rex on that chart there. Okay. Wow, the Spinosaurus looks like a uh, looks like a crocodile. Yes, the Spinosaurus was more of a swamp-dwelling creature, and huh. may or may not have been a fairly aquatic creature. Um, mm. But you see that the T-Rex in black there is, and the Gigantosaurus in green, the Gigantosaurus is slightly larger than the T-Rex. Yes. Or Giganotosaurus. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. And that Allosaurus is so tiny, but it wasn't... The Allosaurus, I believe, is from, like, the early Jurassic period. Like, the Allosaurus was a very early dinosaur. It was the largest of its day. You know? Dude, I'm dropping so much dinosaur bombs on you right now. about your All the dinosaur fans in the chat right now be uh, having the time of their lives, all right? <laughs> you're, making a, you're making some people's days right now. Probably. All the, all the dinosaur facts, finally! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm where I belong. 
That's right. Come get all your dinosaur needs here at World of Peanut Butter. So, uh, show this to all your uh, paleontologist friends. Oh, yeah. Me nerding the fuck out. We're, no, we're, look, we're about to make bounds in the paleontologist uh, uh, community. I'm no specialist. I'm just into this like a hobby. <laughs> Bro, they're loving it. They're loving it. All right. And sauropods obviously are massive. And you might not know the word sauropod, but that's a family of not. dinosaurs that includes Brachiosaurus. You know Brachiosaurus, right? I know the name. I'm trying to remember what it looked like, though. Big, long neck thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eats the leaves. Yeah. Uh, sauropods are a family of dinosaurs that include big, long neck dinosaurs. Interesting. I do like the long necks. They're quirky. Uh -huh. They're fun. Now, I am going to send you a somewhat accurate depiction of a Brachiosaurus versus a human. So you can see just how massive this creature actually was. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to encounter that. No, you don't. That is, um, that's a four-story building. Yeah, and then look at the size of the predators in the previous image I've shown you. And the reference at the top is 13 meters long. And then the reference for the sauropod is 20 meters. That's 60 fucking feet. A big one. But, you know, that's that's how big dinosaurs were. And... Didn't that have to do with, like, the oxygen-rich environment or whatever? Wait, no, that was the bugs. That was the bugs, but that was also with dinosaurs as well. Oh, okay. The air was more oxygen-rich at the time, leading to there being... Creatures this large can't... Uh, no, terrestrial creatures can't be this large anymore. Thank God. They can't. Like, they physically cannot. I I don't like big things. Why not? I just they freak me out. They're too big. Mm. They scare me. They're scary. I don't I don't need a giant creature. Uh, I don't need I don't all right, I don't want to see Godzilla in my lifetime. I know you do. No, I, I don't, don't. I, no. No, 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 no. I fucking don't want to see Godzilla in person. The modern Godzilla is like 350 feet tall. Yes. That puts the dinosaurs I just shown you, that makes them look like toys. It's... The largest dinosaur I've shown you was 60 feet long. Okay, uh... imagine something 350 feet tall. Yeah, I could take him. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Standing in New York City, there are few buildings that would be taller than it. You know? Of course, many skyscrapers would be, but it would just like. It's insane. <laughs> you know? Big. Sorry, I'm doing two things at once again. As am I. Uh... We're, we're, we're great podcast people. Hold no, on. we are. Um, what was I gonna, what was I gonna show you? Uh, something with dinosaurs. While we talk about that, though, I do have one quick thing. Yes. Ever since uh, uh, we got back from Rockville, 
I've been occasionally just like craving the uh, <laughs> uh, the ravioli spaghettios. Oh uh, yeah, your your chef Boyardee. We it's like a it's a little bit. By it's the way. it's it was like a weird uh, Stockholm syndrome for some reason. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. You don't like big things. I'm gonna send you a picture of something that ex actually existed. You know, saying that is the most. Oh. That is what is known as the terror bird. <laughs> That's Toucan Sam. Whenever you don't, eat, when you choose a different cereal. The terror bird was around at the same time as like the saber-toothed tiger. So, like, maybe super early humans saw this thing? Maybe. I okay. don't know. But it's like a nine-foot-tall bird with a big-ass beak and, like, the tiniest feathers ever. The, the tiniest wings ever, because it's basically a small T-Rex. It, it was a mouse and with I can legs. I can only assume it didn't fly. No, it did not. It, it couldn't of course. fly. Um, too large. Little itty-bitty feathers. But yeah, that existed at one time. <laughs> Life is um. The the creatures. I'm gonna keep things the way that they are. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think that we also have some animals uh, today that are just as amazing as some ancient and prehistoric animals were. But, you know, there are so many prehistoric animals that we've discovered that are just so fascinating and different than what's around today because you know the world has become so different over time than the way it used to be yeah that and just now it has it ha we have our own things like you said but mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep my old things stick to my old guns stick to your old guns mm -hmm. uh were there were there any topics you'd like to discuss before like the prehistory history rant continues see here what do i got what do i got what do i got what do i got in my fancy bag of tricks uh fenrir is on the horizon of course yes oh, you, uh, that has ragnarok happened yet that's another thing that ties in i've been uh uh with all my study of uh Ancient the viking tribes and vikings and such yes yes of course there was one thing that was uh Basically showed the end times of the uh, Norse gods, right. and that was Ragnarok. Uh -huh. Basically, the the end time of the gods, the death of the gods, death of Odin, death of Thor, mm -hmm. all the big crazy stuff happening at that time. That would include like the entirety mm -hmm. of Asgard. There's a there's there's a Marvel movie about it, except yeah. it's not exactly correct. Uh, but when is when is a Marvel movie accurate? <laughs> carry on. I mean, their depiction of Thor isn't accurate, but that doesn't really no. matter. It's a, it's a superhero movie. He's cool. I like Thor. I like Thor depicted. Uh, I mean, he's depicted just as cool. He Thor is still a very cool guy in uh, yeah. Norse mythology. Um, Here's another thing that they don't tell you. Mm -hmm. Uh especially in uh marvel marvel universe is that the norse gods are assholes <laughs> i find that many ancient gods are assholes like especially yeah. greek gods they're just fucking pricks oh yeah they're awful or like old testament christian god 
Old Testament Christian bit of, God? Bit of a bit of an asshole, yeah. Oh no. Sodom and Gomorrah, you've been fucking too much in too many different ways. Die. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to anyone that might be offended by what I just said. <laughs> um, that's where the word sodomy comes from. For those of you who don't know. The city Sodom. And its twin sister Gomorrah. Or, you know, People the time like he... get it on in all the ways that were not accepted at the time. Also, the time that the uh, entire world was destroyed. Let's not then... talk about that. Born... Yeah. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I do know one story about Thor. And it's the story of, like, the Jormungandr? Oh, Jormungandr. Yes, Jormungandr. of course. That is a... Like a um... giant serpent that he fights? Mm-hmm. Okay, so He I... fights it in a really stupid way, too. I love it. What's the stupid way? Co so, um, the first time he gets a chance to at least attempt to fight it is whenever he's trying to convince a dude to, uh, uh, who is a giant, because, mm -hmm. uh, giants survived, mm -hmm. giants were around at this time. There were the, uh, were. mountain giants and the ice giants. Yep. And, uh, Thor is, well, he's kind of known around, uh, around the worlds as a bit of a giant killer. So he and his brother, uh, I can't remember which brother it was. Yeah, he had more so, um, than one brother, by the way. He had people. many. Yeah. And also, Odin Loki liked to uh, kind of, get it on. He liked to get it on a lot. That's, I'm, I'm not going not gonna, uh, to... Um, Fri uh, anyone. Frigga. Just not to, yeah, not just her. A lot of people. But that's that wasn't looked down on back then. That was like a completely you know normal what's thing. Funny? Huh? There's a lot of similarities between Odin and Zeus, but o Odin could kick Zeus's ass. Of course. Easily, easily. There's a lot of similarities and... between a lot of religions. For yes, there is. Obvious reasons, but mm -hmm. I stand by Odin kicking Zeus's ass. I stand by Odin any day. That's that's a consistency I will always have. But uh Fire. um. But uh, uh, Thor is with his brother. I'm just going to say Balder. I don't think it's Balder. But I'm just going to say it like that anyway. It's been a long time since I heard the story. And they're going to go steal a giant's uh, magic brewing pot. Right. So he has to uh, spend the night kind of like being with them. And the giant begrudgingly offers to take them fishing so for food it's for dinner mm -hmm. and uh you know thor being thor he's like yeah dinner hell yeah let's go because he loved to eat he loved to fight that was thor's big things very manly things you know what I he's mean? a very, very manly man there's very one more one more other thing that he liked to do but i don't want to get uh uh age restricted he's a bit like his father, uh -huh, like uh -huh, like uh -huh, went around a little bit, a bit just a little bit. Like he had a few sons. <laughs> Carry on. So Thor uh, then goes out in the boat with this giant, and uh, he has no idea how to fish, but he is convinced this giant. He's convinced this giant that he knows how to fish. He's like, yeah, yes, I, of course, I know how to fish. Years never learns how to fish. <laughs> He didn't have to. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should go fishing. Yes, we should. That would be awesome. I have the perfect spot for it. You do. I got to get the fishing pole. 
Okay, cool. I got to get a fishing pole too. Actually, I all my old ones are broken. Um, Thor convinces. Perfect. Be like twenty bucks. Thor convinces this guy. I'm a fisher. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So they get out there. Uh, Thor is just causing trouble after trouble. Almost flips the boat uh-huh. like three times. Uh, then he throws out his lure after the uh, after he kind of figures things out. And the story of Jormungandr is uh, uh, he's one of Loki's sons. Of Loki that had came... many sons, right? Loki, he had many, yes. Loki transformed into many different creatures. They didn't talk about this at all in the MCU because MCU Loki is very, very different, much like MCU Thor from like yes. actual lore Thor. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Loki once transformed into a female goat or wolf <laughs> got fucked by the male got pregnant and had a baby and loki was a mama that would be totally correct <laughs> okay so, that's a completely different story altogether okay, that i love but, but carry on I, just, <laughs> so I, I know a little bit about this so thor is in the boat and he cast out his uh line and he had uh, brought him and the giant much further out into the uh, ocean than the giant ever wanted because, what are you doing? The Midgard serpent is out here. It's dangerous. And Thor's like, eh, don't care. I'm a manly man. I'm going to catch the most fish. I just learned how to fish. It's time to fish. I'm going to be the <laughs> best fisherman ever, and I learned five minutes ago. And once the giant said uh, the Midgard Serpent, which uh, is the name of Jormungandr, the name, because he wraps around uh, Midgard, which is basically Earth, or the human area of Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once he heard that, because he swore, he's sworn to, basically, he wants to defeat the Midgard Serpent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he needs to be manly man. He needs to do... Of like, course, he, he has to, he has to be the one. violent thing to prove himself for some fucking reason. Carry on. Absolutely. So he's he's uh, he cast out his line. Sure enough, sure enough, the Midgard serpent bites the line. Of course he does. And the giant's freaking out because he's like, no man, no man can, <laughs> nothing can reel in the uh, absolute heft of the Bet you Midgard Thor can. serpent. He has no idea he's Thor. He's literally like his cover name is like Bjor. It's, it's not smart at all. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, what's your name? Uh, uh, Bjorn. Bjorn. <laughs> That's a completely sensible name. Okay, Bjorn, let's go. Oh, and, Bjorn. uh, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Back then, it probably was. You never, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people, uh, wanted the name Bjorn. Um, the giant's freaking out. Cut the line. It's a Midgard serpent. <laughs> Thor is like, hell no. I gotta fight this thing now. And like the masculinity is just dripping. On oh, the for sure. <laughs> and he lifts like he's trying to pull the giant Midgard serpent onto the boat. The mid the, the serpent wraps around the earth. And that's why you tend to see the serpent, you know, like in ring forms, like biting itself, because that's kind of what it does. Yeah. Um, it he's completely wraps around the entirety the of Midgard. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to pull it onto the boat. Thor <laughs> isn't very bright, is he? No, not in the slightest. It's a they're about to go under. Like the boat's half filled with water at this point, and it's a giant's boat. Um, it is, 
It is taking on the ocean. Thor then jumps into the ocean, crawls back into the boat, has the Midgard serpent like its head in the boat at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that then has the to giant be terrifying. Oh my god, yeah. So the giant freaks out and cuts the line and the Midgard serpent gets away. And Thor is now pissed. <laughs> and so <laughs> But the boat's half filled with water, so Thor begrudgingly I mean, The giant is like, oh no, I'm losing my fucking boat to this asshole. Yeah. This dude's to... about to kill me. Why? How is Bjor, uh, who is, he convinced them that he's also a regular human, which I'm sure he's doubting at this point. Oh, I'm pretty sure he knows damn well that <laughs> Bjor is not a human. Man so, pulled the head of the Midgard serpent into, like, a giant's boat. Yeah, yes. a, a mortal man could do that without being flung out of existence. A mortal man would be uh, drawn to the bottom of the ocean in an instant. Very quickly, yes. Our good friend Bjor uh, almost defeated the Midgard Serpent. So they get back to land, and of course, uh, there was a challenge of, um, what was it? <laughs> I don't know. Some challenge happened where uh, uh, the giant made some completely un, un- impossible requests. Mm-hmm. His magic brewing pot. And of course he does it because he's Thor and literally he unstoppable in every way. The magic because... brewing pot? It cut out for a second. He, uh, he wants the magic brewing pot because they they want <laughs> Asgard wants feast, so they do the one thing they know how to do, which is steal things from other people. Ah, yes, the great mm-hmm. thing that Vikings learned how to do from the gods, of course. From and... definitely, it makes a lot of sense. And they did well. They did it good. What can I say? Mm-hmm. You have land. I want that land. It's mine now. It's mine now, and it's you know, it's uh, I deserve it, because Thor and Odin said so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, they they kind of cheat to get it, and but they kind of did it fairly as well, and but the giant gets pissed and realizes, oh my god, you're Thor. So Thor picks up this giant brewing pot. Might I add, it is um. Humongous. Define humongous. Much bigger than him. <laughs> okay. That that works. Like, significantly bigger than him. And they run off, and the giants catch up to them. And they basically, Thor kills all the giants out of nowhere. Like, easily, without any, uh, in, any trouble to him. Because, you know, that's what he does. He has Mjolnir at this point. So Mjolnir is the most OP weapon in the entire universe. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, Mjolnir in uh, Norse mythology does not have the uh, thing where only Thor can pick it up. Yeah, that's an MCU thing. Or a, that is purely a an MCU thing. thing. That is purely a Marvel thing. Anyone can pick up uh, Thor's hammer. Anyone can pick up Mjolnir. The only thing is that it requires a team of people to pick up Mjolnir. Yeah, it, you need to also have the strength to wield it as a weapon. Yes. Which only really Thor has. So. Yes. Another quirky thing about Mjolnir is that he can shrink it and grow it at will. <laughs> yeah. So it can be tiny and he can put it in his pocket. Or it can be giant and really, like, hang over him. What? Which is funny. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's Norse mythology. They came up with weird stuff. Oh, 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. So Thor kills all the giants, except uh, the giant that they stole the thing from. I don't really know what happens to him. And they go, they bring back the pot, and they start brewing mead with it. And that's pretty much the end of the story. They That's how they got, like, the brewing pot of wisdom or whatever. <laughs> Is this why you want to make mead? So you can be like Thor? Sure. <laughs> why not? We will make the mead. The mead the... even Thor would be proud of. Thor would drink my mead. And he will love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, we got way off track. Um, what do you mean? I'm just because uh, we were talking about if Ragnarok happens. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to hear the story of Jormungandr. <laughs> it was a fantastic story. I'm very I I love these stories. I love telling them. I want to learn. I get I need to read them a few more times so that I can tell them more accurately. Because I told like my funny abridged shorter shortened version, mm-hmm. which was very incorrect. But then again, isn't that the Viking way? It is very much the Viking way. It's I told him sharing I... stories by word of mouth and the way you would say it. Exactly. And I very much enjoyed uh, doing it and yeah. telling it my way, no matter how inaccurate it was. These stories were never written down. Mm-hmm. They went from word and, uh, word and tongue to everyone mm-hmm. consistently, and that's the only way they knew how. So no story's accurate. No story's the same. <laughs> So what is this question? Has Ragnarok happened yet? The end of times. The end of uh, the Norse gods. Uh, and also it's written as the end of the world. The end of Midgard. The end of all the worlds. Judgment Day. Yes. But there's a, here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like every, every uh, religion. Yeah. But there's a twist. Mm-hmm. Something's different about this like end day from all the other religions. What is different? There's rebirth. The world doesn't just end. It's then reborn. The Norse gods are dead except, like, four. Huh? Right. Um, hold on. A lot of religions talk about rebirth at the end of the world. Um, oh, okay, then never mind. It, it, no, 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 no. Um, I'm not trying to, like, discredit you or anything. Uh... But what I was saying was, not all of them talk about it the same way. The rebirth happens differently in every religion. Um, Like in Christianity, it's like the dead come back to life and they are reborn and whatnot. Yes, but then they go to heaven and earth is destroyed and gone. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. uh, I was just going to say, in how many forms of religion... Does the world get destroyed and then come back together and yeah. essentially start over? Is is that the idea? Kind of. Huh. The way that uh, uh, after Ragnarok is there's like... Uh, the world is destroyed. The Midgard is in ruin. Asgard is gone. Surtur has uh, destroyed Asgard. Mm-hmm. Fenrir and other all Loki's uh, sons and daughters, which is Fenrir, uh, the Midgard serpent, and Fenrir is a giant wolf, yeah. a giant intelligent wolf. And I don't know why Fenrir was Hela's in uh, Ragnarok, but you know. Yeah, because Hela is also, or just Hell in Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. I guess they just wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in charge of. She's not locked away in Norse mythology. 
No, I in a think she sense, she's also not um, Odin's daughter by any means. No, and I. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Marvel chopped up <laughs> Norse mythology quite a bit. To be fair, Norse mythology is very confusing, so I don't blame them too much. Mm -hmm. They did have to make an entertaining superhero story at the end of the day. So. Yeah. I mean, they would have done fine with what they had, but also this just makes sense in general. Mm -hmm. She is in charge of Hell, which is very convenient because that's also her name. Um, yeah. The land of the dead, the people who don't die honorably, uh, who don't go to Valhalla. And, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of bad. It's not like uh, Christian hell, which is what they kind of stole it from. Um, <laughs> it's just a Christian dark land. Hell is based on many things. Yes. Just, just a lot of stolen stuff. I don't want to, or not stolen, it's like their own iteration. I don't want to, I don't want to start any bad blood here. You ever read Dante's Inferno or any part of it? I've not. I have. And my sister lent me a copy of Dante's Inferno that was the English translation of the original Italian poem. Like, it's not a poem. It's, um,. It's like hundreds and hundreds and uh, hundreds of like stanzas, but it's like several dozen poems okay. that describe Dante's descent into hell. Interesting. It's very, very fascinating. That sounds very fascinating. And while I was reading it, you know, there are influences from many different religions in the many different aspects of hell, according to Dante's Inferno. Which everything pretty much has, like, it's mm -hmm. bad afterlife. And Dante's Inferno refers to, most likely, Christian hell, because it was written by a Christian. But right. that in-depth level of an interpretation of hell hadn't been conceived until Dante's Inferno was written, as far as Christians were concerned. Like, hell was mentioned in the Bible as a place, but they never yes. really... They never really got into depth of in, in into in extreme depth of what happens in hell. Dante's Inferno is like, this is hell, and this is what happens here. Big fiery stuff, yeah, right. So, this is this is an interesting thing about Dante's Inferno. There are nine levels of hell, if I'm not mistaken, okay. and each level of hell is for each different type of sinner, and they are tortured in different ways in each of the different levels. And the last level of hell, if I'm not mistaken, is Lucifer's prison. Oh. Where he's he's kept, huh? Mm-hmm. That's where he has to be. It's very terrifying when actually reading it. It's I bet. Because some of the imagery that's described is insane. In one of the layers of hell, he's just walking through a field of people who are buried in everything but their faces and their hands, and they're just reaching up to the sky begging for help. And there are demons flying around above them and just dropping things on these heads and trying to suffocate them. And after they die, they just come back to life in the same place. Just to deal what is with that one? Over again. What does that represent? I can't remember. I think that There's the one... Greed? No, uh, not greed. 
I just remember that as being like a part of one of the poems because there was like it was so complex, like each layer of hell. Um, it's the nine circles. Uh, the first yeah. circle that was limbo. So I'm looking at it. The first circle. Oh, limbo, okay. That was one of the parts of limbo. Okay. The second circle, gotcha. lust. Oh my god, lust is like a terrifying nightmare. Imagine having an orgy that never ends, but you feel all the pain of it never ending. Oh, no thank you. That is what the second circle of hell is. A giant orgy, but you just can't stop having sex. But your body still feels the pain and exhaustion it would feel naturally over time. So the pain just keeps getting worse and worse. That would be the absolute worst. That's that's the worst, yeah. Mm-hmm. Third circle, it's, gluttony. You constantly eat yourself to death, which is terrible. That's lovely. Yeah. Did you know in uh, Catholic, uh, the Catholic uh, religion mm-hmm. or variation of, of uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, you actually, all you have to do is serve your time in hell and then you eventually get out. Is that so? Yeah. It's not eternal. It's just until you've basically served your sentence. Hmm. Whether how long that is, I don't know. I don't really know much about it, but that must be a very nice hope of you just have to serve your time because everything else is like, okay, you you done goofed. Time for the rest of eternity. In many religions, it's once you've fucked up, you're basically eternally damned and there's not much you can do about it. Which is very, um, very depressing. Very unfortunate. But it's, it's very human to think yeah. that, you know, once you've messed up to eternally punish you. But there's a difference between someone who is too far gone to be saved and someone who's made a lot of mistakes but can still learn to be better. That's what I feel like the difference is. Like, of course, that's the th- that's a that's a complicated thing about people. Like, there there are people who make many 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 mistakes, but can turn things around once they find a reason and a purpose to do so. They find the inclination and the drive within themselves to change, and they can do it. And then there are the people who can't change. Or there, there are people who have aspects about themselves that they can't change or can't fix, and some of those things are pretty terrible. But it's... How do you judge which one's which? <laughs> I guess that's not up to us to judge. Well, that is the Christian idea. Only God can judge you. Yep. We got very, very deep. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> That's what happens when you go from dinosaurs to this. <laughs> Look, man. We're on a crazy train. I tried to uh, restring my guitar uh, once we got back from Rockville. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. Yeah, you need <laughs> only got... help, don't you? I do. I only got one set of strings, and literally, like, I was on the last string, the E string, just about to finish. It was going to be awesome. There were blue strings. It was going to be super cool. The first spin I did, because I guess I put it, uh, wielded it in too tight. 
for the very first spin I did to tighten it, it broke the string immediately. Yeah. That shit happens. It do be like that. You always order like two or three sets of strings at the time, though. Because sometimes yep. you do get a defective string. It just happens. Just how it is, especially with how fragile like stuff that you're working with, especially the thinnest string. Mm -hmm. I should have seen it coming. I have broken many a high E string. Oh, yeah. String. Wait, no, first string? That was first string. It's the first string, yeah. Yeah. See, my brain's all backwards right now. Oh, yeah. We went from... What was it? Talking about excuses versus reasons to ancient Egypt to dinosaurs to Norse mythology Gods. to hell to getting really deep. Yeah, and, and then we went then to guitar strings. And then guitar strings. This is what an average conversation is like. Yes. Not just the two oh my of God. us, but all three of us. That is the most we... accurate depiction of a conversation right there. You know what's hilarious? Hmm. We didn't even finish the conversation on whether Ragnarok happened yet. No, we kept getting sidetracked. All right. I'm just going to go, like, quick part. We got quick 10 part. minutes. Let's do it. Okay. Quick part. Quick part. Because um, uh, the end after Ragnarok, it's uh, you would think, like, okay, Ragnarok is just going to be the complete end, so it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. But then you think about it, because uh, a handful of gods lived. Uh, on Midgard, after uh, Asgard falls, everything falls, uh, pretty much everything's destroyed. Right. Except for, like, this handful of gods. Mm. And uh, they go on to, basically, it vaguely states that uh, they go on to repopulate Earth. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that like Noah's Ark? Kinda. Similarity. In <laughs> history and religion and stories. Gotta love it. Oh, yeah. I found out recently that... I actually learned this from Lexi. Um, Lexi uh, informed me of this. There have been many uh, translations from the Latin of the Odyssey to English. Or not the Latin, the... Was it Latin? Roman? Latin. From the that Rome did Rome's language was Latin. Oh, um, so then yeah, Latin. Uh, Latin is a dead language, Trev. Uh, yes, I know. I'm aware of this. Uh, the Odyssey from Latin to English many times over the last century, but only recently uh, did they discover that a lot of the men. In the early 20th century, who did the first Latin to English translations, change a lot of details for no reason. That sounds familiar. Like many of the housemaids and house servants, which is what they were referred to in the original Latin, in the English version, they were referred to as sluts and whores. For no reason. No reason at all. That's what sounded fun to them. Like, what the fuck? It is also cool to mention, and I have to mention this, that the first person to realize this translation error was a female, a woman. Good. Very uh, nice. Yes. It's very awesome when women do awesome things. For instance, the discoverer of the Sioux T-Rex was a woman. I must have mentioned that earlier. 
Yes, you did, and is that is awesome. It is awesome to see women doing awesome things. Uh, but yeah, it fucking fuck fuck people. Why change details for no reason like that? I mean, you've seen modern people mm-hmm. are stupid. <laughs> We're oh, dumb. Yeah. We use things for no reason because we think it's funny. The description of Odysseus's wife in the original Latin was she was very like masculine and tough. The English oh, translation that. The English translation, she's very feminine and frail and can't do anything on her own. That's fucking weird, man. Can't have women doing anything. Not in my male <laughs> male community. Not in my male fantasy. I don't get why it matters, you know? You I know, I just don't get why it matters. I don't know. Is it a threat to your masculinity? Man, people just can't handle stuff. You want to know what I think Like one of the most least masculine things is? Ma- like defending your masculinity? Yeah, or by fe- doing stupid like stuff like that? Feeling like your masculinity has been threatened. Mm-hmm. That is like the least masculine thing to me. Like I like feeling masculine, and I like like being a masculine person. I have some effeminate traits because everybody does, you know. But I enjoy being a fairly masculine person. Also, completely ignoring those traits is also super lame. Also, ignoring those traits is super lame. Except that you have some effeminate traits, you know. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it because literally everyone does. That's how like the human race is. Yeah, and. To to the women or effeminate people out there who like being effeminate, it's okay to have a couple of masculine traits. You know, it's normal. We're people. Who cares? We're people. It happens. Uh, but I just don't get like being feeling like your masculinity is threatened. Just makes you seem way less super masculine lame to me. Oh it's yeah, super lame. Well, it's it's a lot less masculine to like everyone, mm-hmm. including females. Yeah, like what the fuck. Why do you have to feel like your masculinity is threatened? Why is everything a dick measuring contest? <laughs> Why? Even with people who like don't even care. Why does everything have to be a dick measuring contest with some people? You know? I don't get it. Oh, but I gotta win. No, I gotta butt heads with you because I need to be a better person than you and there's just like no logical reason why I have to be better than you. I just really, really want it. Fuck off. You know it's super funny. Just be you. What? It's another. It's another Norse uh, story mm-hmm. of uh, Thor getting his hammer back. So he had to dress up as Freya and infiltrate a uh, giant uh, uh, stronghold as Freya uh, to get his hammer back. <laughs> So there's Thor. It wasn't very convincing, but giants are stupid. So there's Thor just kind of prancing around a, a giant stronghold in, a, in Freya's dress. You Hello? Know, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. Men in stories and in history have been dressing up like women for a long time. Like in um, ancient greek plays they didn't think women were like allowed to be actors so all the women in stories were acted by men nice and in plays all of them in shakespearean plays they did it early on too like the women were played by men and if the scene called for them to kiss they straight up would kiss on the stage like that was just a normal thing back in the day so it's what you do 
It's what you do. Yeah, that's just that's just funny. It's funny that like in the twentieth century mm. and in the nineteenth century, people were like, oh, "Men dressing up as women, it's evil." Men have been dressing up for women for a long time. Although at first it wasn't the greatest reasons to. No, it's not not very great. Can't uh, to say that to be completely honest, uh, but. but Props to all of the people, regardless of gender, who want to dress and act and be another gender. Props to them. Much respect. You do you. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> there's there's my there's my two cents. Fantastic. Hey. <laughs> you you gotta be free loving in the world. Like you gotta if you if you hate indiscriminately, you also have to love indiscriminately. And I've accepted that about life. I fucking hate I people. I hate everyone. I fucking hate people. But I also love people in some ways. <laughs> and I will I will stand by that. Because people fucking suck. Fantastic. Wow. I'm, I'm standing ovation. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. We're what tired. Am I, what am I talking about, Trevor? <laughs> We're talking about ancient stories. It's fantastic. We're having a great time. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, it's about time to call it for for this episode. You want to end it with one more one more little quote? Uh, what quote would that be? It's not not our ending quote. Okay. I have one more thing to talk about. What would you like um, to discuss? We need to learn about prairie oysters. What the hell is a prairie oyster? Oh, it's something that we're going to need very much so in the next two weeks. Because it's my birthday. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a big one. Okay. And uh, so what a prairie oyster is, is it's a little combination of... They, they tend to differ, but mm -hmm. the base combination is an, uh, an egg yolk. Right. Just the egg yolk. Mm-hmm. Hold on, wait. I'm being surrounded. Uh, I just so happen to be playing uh, uh, COD Zombies, the Nocturne Toten, this whole time. I'm on level 32, and I think I I'm di I died. Yeah, sorry. Well, you lasted an hour and a half. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so a prairie oyster is a egg yolk. I'm following. Worcestershire sauce. Okay, Worcestershire sauce. That's I did the best I could. <laughs> okay, so a egg yolk dash, and Worcestershire sauce. Uh, salt and pepper. Okay, gotta season. A, a dash of uh, um of hot sauce. Okay. And that's it. It is called a prairie prairie oyster. oyster. And do you know what it does? What does it do? It completely destroys hangovers. We're going to have to test this theory. I would very much like to test this theory. Mm -hmm. People claim it's worked. It's always been in media. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an old trick. And I just want to know, is it real? You know what another old tried and true trick and we should have as a backup on standby in case that fails? What? Pedialyte. Oh, like the little the little chocolate milks? No, I'm talking the big gallon juices of Pedialyte, like Whoa. filled with electrolytes and vitamins and shit. That sounds shit completely that fair. That will hydrate you in a heartbeat. Yes. 
And you know, just in case, just in case, uh, have on standby. We're gonna have to get a paramedic with uh, <laughs> with a. Uh, we're just gonna uh, get a paramedic with a defibrillator on standby. <laughs> yeah, defibrillator. Uh, what's it called? The uh, IV drip. Oh yeah, we're gonna need the IV drip. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need all Shot that stuff. Shot of adrenaline straight to the heart. <laughs> just make sure the heart keeps beating. You'll be fine. Eventually. I will survive. Maybe. I will survive. Okay. We gotta we gotta end it. <laughs> gotta that was a fan that was a fantastic time. Uh-huh. Alright, well. We we thank you for listening to us ramble on and on about random stuff. It was fantastic. Yes. Would you like to do the honors, Trev? Very well. Uh, just this once. I have a little 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 uh little bit of info bestowed to me by no oh mm-hmm. no you wouldn't even believe by who you wouldn't even believe by who that's right was it thor the big man himself no oh. even higher up odin odin, odin. big man himself all right this is this is like the carrier pigeon and everything it was crazy that's a little secret carry this information yeah harold bluetooth himself he came in on the on this uh, on his longboat all right Just busted into your house longboat mm-hmm. first <laughs> I have a giant hole in my house now, but you know it's all right because I got to I got a signature I got a selfie it was super cool. Uh, that the world he got this from his travels he's going around going around you know how they're big travelers. I can hear the world. Clicking. Sorry, <laughs> is made of peanut butter. Booyah! Hell yeah! 